Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined, as ever, by my tipster co-host, Tom Walker. Hey guys, what's going on? Thank you to everybody who listened to us last week. We got a lot of new listeners. It was our most successful week ever on the podcast, which is amazing. And to top it all off, we won a bomb-proof treble as well, didn't we? Absolutely. Like Tom said, I want to thank every single one of them. And just glad that you know we gave everyone the opportunity to make money. Very, very tidy start to the season. We'll take that every week. Oh, absolutely. It's always hard, isn't it? First game of the season, what, £60 overall we won. But there's not a lot to go off. It's a new season, so we take that first week, definitely. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you're just looking to get something on the board. You did really well, and uh, apart from anyone that watched or listened or followed the Nottingham Forest game, they probably deserve to lose on chances created. I know you were there, Tom. You must have been sweating at early doors. Oh, absolutely. I don't know how we came out of it with a win, but we did. And then obviously that rolled over to Saturday. It meant we just needed Bristol City and Luton to win. And I've never seen anything like it. It was incredible. Luton 5 so, on at half-time. Bristol oh, yes. 3-0. It was, it was over by, what, like the 20-minute mark, maybe? Yeah. Obviously, we want to get the season off to a good start. And, uh, yeah, it was super relaxing. We do go head-to-head, but really, we've got one common, uh, one common aim, and that's making money for the profit chasers. So, pretty chilled. We just sat back and enjoyed it, really. Yeah, we did indeed. So hopefully more of the same this weekend. Wouldn't it be nice if we could have that every weekend? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, moving on. The return of the Premier League. Absolutely massive weekend. Feels like it's been forever and a day since uh, the Premier League finished. Obviously new players, new managers, new ball. There's just so much (laughs) to talk about and I can't wait to get started. Because it's the first weekend, what we're going to do, like last week, we're going to look at who we think is going to win, um, who's going to get top four, and who we think is going to get relegated. So, do you want to start us off, Tom, with who you think is going to win the Premier League title this season? Yeah, absolutely. It's wide open, isn't it? It's so wide yeah, open. Wide you can open. make a case for probably four teams, I'd say. Both the Manchester clubs, Chelsea and Tottenham, for me, are, are to be considered. I'm going to stick my neck out on the line and I'm actually going to say Manchester City are going to win it this season. Yeah. Their investment's been absolutely massive. Their signings have been world-class. Guardiola's had his season. I was calling him Fraudiola and <laughs> until he you know, wins the Premier League with the finance that he's brought in and everything, he, he will be Fraudiola for me. But yeah, uh, yeah I just... I just don't think anyone is head and shoulders above the rest. Last year, I actually predicted that Chelsea would win the league. The only reason I'm not going for them this year is it just doesn't seem a happy camp. No. Just, just some, it's just not right this season. I don't know what you think about it all. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think Man City are going to win. For me, it's either going to be a two-horse race, uh, Man City or Man United. Uh, as you say, Chelsea's not a happy camp, but for me... Man City should, with the squad they've got, the investment, and with Guardiola at the helm, they should do it. They're 15-8 to to win the league. But the thing is with City, I feel like Guardiola's now in a no-win situation, kind of, because he's spent so much money. If he does win the league, people will say, well, 
you pretty much bought it, so you should win the league. Yeah, definitely. I mean, football's changing. Uh, well, changing, changed. Uh, it's already happened where everyone's trying to buy everything. So I don't think that argument is fair. But yeah, I do know what you're saying. If he does win the league, uh, people are just going to say, well, you know, you need to win the league with a Liverpool or a Tottenham or an Arsenal yeah. or something to be yeah. impressed because he's only ever done it with Barca and Bayern, two of the biggest clubs in the world. And, you know, City, although they're not one of the biggest clubs in the world, historically, modern day they are. He's going to get criticised regardless, but uh, he'll know that. He's a smart man. Um, on to the rest of the top four then. Who do you think's going to complete the final three places after City? Well, obviously I alluded to a four that I think will potentially win, so uh, win the title. So you're definitely going to see Chelsea there or thereabouts. They were too good last year to not be contenders. But, you know, the Diego Costa thing, Conte, signings, uh, it's all, you know, they kind of lost out on Lukaku, kind of. Yeah, it just doesn't seem right. The, the key is you strengthen when you're at your best, when you're at your most attractive. Yeah. And Chelsea, they have brought in some players that I think will be will be good, but have they done enough? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems to be a little bit of politics going on. So, But anyway, Chelsea, Spurs, the most improving team in that top four year after year. But it's the big Wembley thing, isn't it? Uh, White Hart Lane, an absolute fortress under Pochettino. Uh, they roll over pretty much everyone there. Now they're at Wembley, how will that affect them? And United, I still don't think United are there. They're still miles off for me. Uh, I don't think they'll even be close to winning the league. Uh, but I think they'll cement top four. So that yeah. means Liverpool missing out. That means Arsenal missing out for me. I'd agree with uh, United and Chelsea, but I think Spurs are going to struggle this season. And I'd have Arsenal to make up my top four. And the reason I think Spurs are going to struggle, their away form last season was patchy at best. As you said, White Hart Lane is an absolute fortress. They're playing at Wembley for all their home games this year. And I think that's really going to affect them because every team wants to play at Wembley, don't they? Every team and all the fans want their bigger Wembley away day. And the only way they'd get that before this season would be to get to a cup final. Now, every team will play away at Wembley once during the season when they play Spurs. And I think teams are going to be bang up for it because it's an experience, isn't it? It's... Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, some, a team like Burnley, although obviously you don't expect Spurs to win anyway, they're going to relish that and their fans going to have a great day out. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine, mate, if Forrest were in the Premier League, away at Spurs, you get to go to Wembley. We'd be well up for it. It'd be yeah. a right occasion. So, 100%. Yeah, I think you, you're definitely right. And uh, yeah, as we saw at West Ham last season, this whole new stadium thing, it does bring a few of the jitters. Yeah, so I think Spurs could struggle a bit. I'd like to be proven wrong because I, I do really like Tottenham. I really like what Pochettino's got going on there. But I can see them struggling a little bit. Uh, shall we have a look at relegation then? Who do you think is going to be battling the drop? You know, I don't want to be offensive to any teams. Uh, every single club and team is in the Premier League on merit. But it's hard to look past 
Huddersfield, unfortunately. Although some of their signings are unknown. So, you know, they could turn out to be Riyad Mahrez's of the world. No one had heard of him before he came. Premier League Player of the Year, not last year, the year before. But I fully expect Huddersfield to, to struggle. Brighton as well. I was expecting a lot more from Brighton in the transfer window. Very forward-thinking club. Beautiful stadium. Finally got there. Got decent finances. Um, it's been a long time coming. They've been very well prepared in the championship. But yeah. just doesn't seem to have got going for Brighton in the transfer window. And that's where let's make or break. The final position, four. you can pluck from four or five teams, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd have the same bottom two down there, Brighton, Huddersfield. I agree. For me, I think a few teams might struggle. I think Burnley, if they can't replicate the amazing home form they had last year, they are really going to struggle this season. Newcastle, I don't think all's well at Newcastle, to be honest. Out of the three promoted sides, they're probably best prepared to stay in the league. But there's talk, it seems, every week of Benitez being unhappy and you know, transfer policies not as it as he wants it to be or as it was promised. He might even leave. If Rafa goes, they're in big trouble. The club's finally got a little bit of stability, taken a step back to go forward, but you know, they've taken a bit of uh, they've got a bit of stability by themselves. But you know, I just think Rafa's gonna get what he wants. He's a stubborn man and I think this is obviously just a prediction. I've no nothing to go off but I think Newcastle will bring in a couple of decent players before the end of the window. Shall we have a look at the games then? Yeah, absolutely. Really excited for the opening day. Uh, first match of the day of the season is always an absolute treat as well. So yeah, let's <laughs> move on. Right, so the Premier League kicks off on Friday. And that is Arsenal at home to Leicester. Arsenal 9-20 to favourites. The draw 10-3. to And Leicester... A six to one for me. It's uh, surely an Arsenal win. I think. Yeah, hundred um, percent. They'll see that through. I think that will be pretty comfortable as well. I think two nil. I'd say Arsenal two yeah. nil. A nice, easy. Not easy, I suppose. That's a bit offensive to Leicester, but a very winnable game for yeah. Arsenal. Definitely, they're on the high as well after winning the Community Shield last weekend. Sanchez looks set to stay, at least for this season. So I think they should win this one. Absolutely, yeah. Watford v Liverpool then. That's the first of the Saturday games at lunchtime. Watford, the home side, Marco Silva's first game in charge, 5-1. to one. The draw, 3-1. to one, And Liverpool away at 8-15. to 15. A huge criticism for Watford, for my part, was that there were way too many... Bizarre foreign players that no one had ever oh. heard of. None yeah. have ever got Premier League experience. The language problems in that dressing room must have been oh, yeah. pretty awful. <laughs> um, so now Marcus Silva's come in. I like what he's done. He's brought in like a bit more of an English core. Not everyone is from Udinese or Granada. <laughs> um, they've actually gone out and signed some you know, players from other teams. Which is great to see. Um, and remember, Marcus Silva, for Hull and his previous job in Portugal, he only lost one league game in something like three seasons. And that was that terribly damaging game to Sunderland. Obviously, after that, it, it went a little bit tits up. But 
his home record before that game was absolutely impeccable. So yeah. you can imagine that Watford are going to put up a real good fight. I would obviously say Liverpool to win. However, they why haven't they signed defenders? What Who is knows? going on? Well, they I have signed um, Robertson. Yeah. But the centre halves are just. There's not even they're not even linked to a players. No, well they had the whole Van Dyke tapping up Saga early in the window. We'll have to see if he can eventually force through a move and if Southampton would even sell to Liverpool after all that. Yeah. But um you're he'd be right. huge for them. What a sign they need be for Liverpool. Yeah. He's exactly what they need. Yeah, it just seems they've gone about it in completely the wrong way and they they probably won't even end up getting him now. But you're right, they need for me, defenders, goalkeeper, there are lots of question marks over Mignolet and um, Carrius last season. They've not got another goalkeeper in. Up front, we're hearing a lot about in pre-season how Sturridge could be the one. This could be the season, but how many times have we heard that? It's just a walking NHS advertisement, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give him 38 games a season, you're looking at over 20 goals, but... Uh... The problem's not scoring. It's uh, yeah. Also, his style of play as well is not is not Klopp's bag, is it? No. Lazy kind of selfish play is not really what he's after. He's all about teamwork. Is Klopp? But uh, we'll see. I hope he does well because you know I want to see the English players do well. Yeah. Well, he injured himself scoring a goal the other week. It's like, oh come on. <laughs> he literally couldn't make that up. No, but um, they brought in Solanke. Dominic Solanke, who looks like a good one for the future. Can he be put straight in and deliver the goods? It remains to be seen, but I do like that buy, especially on a free. Yeah, scored a really good goal in pre-season that I saw the other day. I'm not sure how many he's got uh, pre-season, but uh, yeah, he's definitely going to get more chances at Liverpool than he is at Chelsea. And, you know, I really hope that he comes off the bench every now and then and helps himself to five or seven goals this season. Yeah. That, that would be uh, that would be really good for him, Liverpool and uh, England in the future. Yeah, definitely. And it does as well. There's obviously the, the big question mark over Liverpool is Coutinho. Will he stay? Will he go? The clubs say he's going to stay. So does Klopp. But if Barca come knocking, especially with about 90 million, it's going to be hard to keep him, isn't it? I think he's going to go. I know, you know, you can listen to what people say all the time. Uh, but at the end of the day, Liverpool are a million miles off Barcelona. Forget the past. I'm talking about the present. They've only just gone into the Champions League. Barcelona are obviously absolute European heavyweights. Yeah. And, you know, you say to Coutinho, you know, you could play week in, week out in front of that crowd and play with Messi and Suarez as a front three. I mean, yeah. come on, how can you turn <laughs> that down? And you can't. Liverpool fans can't, can't begrudge him because you know, that's every player's dream, pretty much. So uh, I think he will go, and I think he should go with a blessing. Yeah, completely agree. And the thing is, if he goes as well, the fees that they're talking about is at least upwards of £80 million, it seems, which is... Oof. Pretty phenomenal for him if, if you... Uh... A mega profit as well. Yeah. I think they signed him for under 10. Uh, 11 tops, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, a major profit. Very, very, very good player. But, uh, yeah, I mean, don't get me started about 
transfer fees. If Lukaku's <laughs> worth 90 million, Coutinho should be going for uh, 150, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, it's it's out of control. But that's the world that we're uh, observing right now. So that's the way it is. Yeah, let's uh, move on then to Crystal Palace versus Huddersfield. This is um, Frank de Boer's first game in charge of Palace, and they play the new boys. Palace are three to four. The draw is five to two, and Huddersfield are fifteen to four. For me, I'm not quite sure on the result for this one, but I can see both teams getting a goal. Oh yeah, when both teams score, it's goals galore. One hundred percent. This is going to be uh, both teams to score. Same with you. I would totally dodge the result of this. Still think that Palace team is in uh, in need of quite a lot of work. And yeah, Huddersfield. Like I said, I don't know too much about too many of their signings. I know their fans are going to be right up for it, and uh, you know it'll be. A, I think that'll be a tasty game. I think that could be maybe a two-two or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Huddersfield are going to be kind of how Blackpool were in the Premier League a few seasons ago. When was it? 2010-2011 or 11-12? Where their first season in the Premier League, where they just played attacking football, really good to watch, goals at both ends, and eventually they went down, but it was entertaining along the way. Yeah, ultimately not good enough, but <laughs> entertaining nevertheless. I, I think... <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. David Wagner as well. He's done such a good job going up, like getting them up. He's going to be like Sean Dyche. So when Sean Dyche got Burnley promoted, everyone was amazed at that achievement. The fact that they went down didn't harm him. No one, no one thought, oh, God, yeah. damaged goods. No. So even if Wagner uh, goes down with Huddersfield, I think the job that he's done... Um, will stand him in good stead for, for a big move. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Reputations there can only be enhanced this season, I think. Uh, Definitely. Pr- providing they don't get absolutely slaughtered on a Derby County scale when they got about oh, yeah, 12 yeah. points. If away. that happens, then, <laughs> then yeah, he's uh, gonna can kiss goodbye to a mid-table Prem job. But uh, yeah, if they, if they go down with a bit of a fight and show a bit of something, then he'll go on and... Uh, yeah, he'll manage in the Premier League at a higher level than Huddersfield. Yeah, completely agree. Um, let's move on then to Chelsea v Burnley. Chelsea two to nine, uh, the draw five to one, and Burnley away eleven to one. Surely, uh, despite the problems, you can't really see much else than a, a win for the defending champions. Yeah, hundred percent. As you mentioned. Uh, the top of the show, Burnley's away form last season, diabolical. Their signings have been so typically Burnley. <laughs> um, not much inspiration going on. So, yeah, I think Chelsea will beat them, you know, 2-3-0. It'll be a nice, easy welcome to the Premier League for Morata and yeah. Rudiger and Bakayoko and all of them. And, uh, yeah, nice, easy win. Next up, we've got the Everton Revolution, and they're at home to Stoke. Wayne Rooney is back for his first official competitive game in the blue of Everton. Can he get on the score sheet? They're eight to thirteen to beat Stoke. Since two thousand and four, was it something like that? Rooney, really? yeah. I think that's when he left. Yeah. Uh, it's, God, it seems like forever ago. Ages. Um, yeah. Previous listeners 
will remember that uh, when Chelsea beat Sunderland on the last game of the season, we pulled out a great tip of Chelsea to win, both teams to score. If you remember, Javi Manquillo scored and actually gave Sunderland the lead, I think. Yeah, it worked, yeah. I think Everton, there's going to be so much hype, so much anticipation, and they're really going to expect to, you know, blow over this bang average Stoke side. That you're going to get Stoke to score. And I think you're going to get Everton to win and both teams to score, 100%. I can see that happening. It'll be interesting to see how all these Everton signings do bed in. Ross Barkley as well, is he going to play? Like Koeman says his future's up, but he's still there. It doesn't look like there's a move on the horizon anytime soon. Well, you you tell me one team that wants to pay fifty million and one hundred and fifty grand a week wages yeah, for an in, for an inconsistent bag average player. Yeah, no one, nobody. Even in this world of crazy transfer fees, that is just taking oh, it to another level. Taking the biscuit, the guy's achieved pretty much nothing. He's <laughs> a very, very, very delightful player when he's when he's on his day, and I love watching him when he's on form. But it's just not. It's just not consistent enough, and I think he'll probably stay at Everton. He'll flirt in and out of the team, or make the odd appearance, and then he'll leave on a free next year. Yeah, I can see that happening, and I feel like he's probably going to have to uh, take a step backwards to go forwards as well with his next club. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have to go to I don't know a well. Where do you go? A Stoke. Oh God. Southampton. <laughs> A yeah, West Ham, maybe like Southampton's, your West Ham's, maybe I don't know, Bournemouth. I don't, I don't know. He's not good enough for a team that's above Everton in the league. Um, no, he gets linked with Tottenham all the time. Is yeah, he no. ever going to displace Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen? No way. Son Young Min. No Do way. not make me laugh. No Do way. Do not make me laugh. No, he's he's at his level and he should knuckle down and get involved. But uh, doesn't seem like. Either side want to, so uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. But moving on, Southampton v Swansea. Southampton four to seven, the draw fourteen to five, and Swansea five to one. How can you see this one playing out? I, I really don't know. Fernando Lorente is obviously out of the game. That's huge for Swansea. Yeah. Uh, Sigurdsson will he play? Unlikely, probably. Uh, he was left out of a friendly the other week. So, you know, it's unlikely they're going to trust him to play in a competitive fixture. Do I trust Southampton? I would just leave this alone, profit chases. If you had to, go for the draw. But don't waste your money, in my opinion. Yeah, it's tough. I, uh, as you say, Swansea got their, probably the two main players out in Lorente and probably Sigurdsson. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Um, don't touch it, guys. West Brom v Bournemouth then. The Baggies, 7-5, to Jaw 11-5, and Bournemouth, 2-1. to one. I think you'll get both teams to score. Yes. Three of the last four games at the Hawthorne, so between these two, have been both teams to score. So, yeah, I would just go for that uh, result again. Um, terrifies me a little bit. So, yeah, I'd just go for both teams to score. Yeah, result-wise, if I was pressed to pick, I think I'd go with Bournemouth. Uh, I like the signings. I'd like to see Defoe get on the score sheet, but I think both teams to score is probably the safe way into this game. Finally, for Saturday, it's the 5.30 afternoon kickoff. 
and that is Brighton at home to draw the Oilers' title favourites, Manchester City. Brighton at eight to one, the draws four to one, and the away side, Man City, are a short one to three. Eight to one's huge. I know I've just mentioned Brighton to be relegation favourites, and I fully think they will be. But eight to one is massive for a team that's just been promoted and got that buoyancy. Uh, home on TV, whole country watching them. You know, and that, that could be worth a tenner, to be honest. Um, <laughs> do I think they'll win with my head? No, I think they'll get 3 0 or 2 0. And uh, yeah, Guardiola will uh, start the campaign off with a win. Yeah, if you remember last season, I think it was the first 11 games they won in a row, Man City um, got off to an yeah. excellent start and they've been. Tearing up everybody in pre-season, so uh, I can see them doing an umbra on Brighton. Finally, we've got two games on Sunday, and the first one: Newcastle v Tottenham. Uh, Newcastle four to one. The draws fourteen to five, and Spurs are thirteen to twenty. For me, I think it's tough, but I'm kind of expecting Tottenham to come through. But it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. I'll tell you one thing: that will. Probably play a part in this. A lot of that Spurs team is the same. And if you remember, Newcastle's final home game of the Premier League season two years ago, they beat Spurs 5 1 at home. They ran riot. They absolutely tore them a new one. And it was embarrassing. If you're a Spurs player, and like I said, most of them have been there for a few years anyway. I'd be wanting to go out and I'd be wanting to lay a marker on Newcastle and put them in their place. Will it happen? I'd probably go for a draw um, if I had to. But Newcastle are newly promoted as well and they're playing against a team that finished you know, second in the league last year. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard, isn't it? It is hard. St. James's Park will be rocking, that's for sure. And finally... We've got the four o'clock kickoff. That is Man United v West Ham. Man U two to seven. The draw four to one, and West Ham a massive eleven to one. Um, I think it's going to be a Man United win here, but it wouldn't surprise me if West Ham gave them a few troubles, especially if they've got uh, Javier Hernandez playing. He'd want to get get one over on his former side. Oh yeah, I believe in this well alone for the price. United are far from convincing for me. Uh, nowhere near where I think the pundits and Sky Sports News and everyone think they are. They splash a bit of cash and they think they're uh, think they're back to their glory days. N- not one bit. I fully expect them to struggle to a one or two nil win. And like I, like you said, script is written for uh, Chicharito to notch as well, isn't it? So yeah, you know, at, at two to seven, it, it's it's not worth anyone's time. Absolutely not. Stay well clear of that. No point. That wraps up the Premier League then. Let's move on to the Championship. Are there any that you've got your eye on in particular this weekend? Well, obviously we've got a, you know, we've got something to go off now. That's going to be nice to you know see, yeah. see what's going on <laughs> a little bit. I picked out one or two that I, uh, that I do fancy. Um, so the first one of those is... Hull to beat Burton. Yeah. Obviously, definitely. not the best price. 8 to 13, Hull City to win. Burton, very disappointingly, beat at home by Cardiff. Cardiff are not going to pull up any trees this year. That, 
that was a poor result, uh, especially on opening day in front of your home fans. And the whole surprised me. I thought they'd get beat 1-2-0 or by Villa, but they, they stuck out a one all. So, yeah, I could see Hull doing that, for yeah, sure. Agree. Um, I'm also looking at Brentford. Uh, Brentford to be our beloved Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Obviously, Forest this season are going to be scintillating going forward, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, especially with Barry Mackay. I think, I think that's an absolutely outstanding purchase for this level. Um, he looks an unreal player at championship level. Yeah. At the back, unbelievably shaky. So, so shaky. Shocking. And Forrest, historically, have got a poor record at Griffin Park. And yeah, I really do think that Brentford will beat Forrest, unfortunately, uh, for us. I agree. We try and play out from the back all the time. And the players aren't good enough to do it. And I feel like Mill will have set the blueprint out straight away on how to beat Forrest, push high, press the defenders when they've got the ball, the distribution's poor, um, they'll make mistakes, you'll get chances, and I think Jota and Vibe will have a field day. Oh yeah, I mean, Brentford would have had scouts at that game, and uh, yeah, they, they will have uh, taken plenty of notes. A couple of others that I pulled out as well, uh... I think Millwall will win at home to Bolton. Millwall a 19 to 20, uh, the draw 23 to 10, and Bolton 3 to 1. I think Bolton are going to struggle a bit this season. Millwall always good at home. The Den is going to be uh, an intimidating place to play this season, and they're a big, big physical side, um, and they're going to be tough for a lot of teams to come up against this year. I think because uh, quite a lot of the teams in the Championship now try and play a passing game. Uh, nicer on the eye football, whereas Millwall, are re- they're a real throwback. Um, and they'll rough a few teams up and teams won't like it. I've also got down Fulham away at Reading. Absolutely shocking last weekend, losing to QPR. Uh, Fulham looking good so far. They conceded a late goal against Norwich, which is a blow. They've won their um, EFL Cup game in the week and their evens away at Reading. And I think they'll go ahead and do the business there. And uh, free score in Bristol City. What do you think to those? They're away at Birmingham and they're 9-5. to five. They've started the season with an absolute bang. Scored three at home on Saturday and they scored five on Tuesday in the EFL Cup at home. I think they could do a job on a Birmingham side that doesn't really seem complete yet. Um, Harry Redknapp's been, he's been moaning that um, transfers haven't gone as he'd have liked. They need more bodies in. And I think Bristol could definitely do a number on them there. Good odds. If you had to choose, oh, you'd go Bristol City all day. The key is, everything you've said has been at home. So, you know, yet to test. Um, away, I, I would go, I would say Bristol City is a decent bet, 9-5. to five. Um, I really don't like the look of the Birmingham side at all. Uh, especially going forward. Dollars dishwater. But, uh, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say that is a decent shout without without being the banker. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. What I think is good about this Birmingham side currently being under strength, it's all building up to Harry Redknapp driving around on transfer deadline day, trying to get these bargains <laughs> in, giving interviews oh. with his with his window rolled down. <laughs> oh, God, it, it's so written. I, it's so true. Um <laughs> 
yeah, their Birmingham side needs major surgery or, you know, they're going to be in the, at the wrong end. I'm not saying, oh, they won't make the playoffs if they don't sign players. I think they'll be at the wrong end. Um, yeah, so I agree. So, that needs to uh, pull some rabbits out of hats for sure. Yeah, definitely. And he won't have took the job if he wasn't promised funds or um, yeah, money to sign players. Because yeah, he'll want know. to be challenging. It's probably because players don't want to live in Birmingham. Can't blame them. <laughs> um, any more that you've got your eye on here? Not really. I think there'll be some good games. Um, some terrible games as well. Barnsley at Switch, for example. Yeah, um, but, yeah, I think in terms of the tips and what I think is going to happen... Yeah, we're pretty much uh, pretty much done. Yeah. Okay then. Let's move on to League One. At first glance, I thought, oh, this is quite a tough week to predict again. As we said last week, it looks like so many of the teams in League One are pretty evenly matched, and anyone could really beat anyone on their day. But on a bit of closer investigation, I think there are a few teams to be had here. I don't know what you think. I I totally agree with the first thing that you said. <laughs> um, I really don't think um, it's going to be very easy for anyone to get a win this weekend from League One. It looks, it really does look very tough. Yeah, it is tough. Uh, I'll tell you a few that I've picked out. Fleetwood to win away at Northampton. Um, Fleetwood 7-4. to four. Northampton, the home side there, 7-5. to five. The draw, 5-2. to two. Uh, the reason I think Fleetwood will do a job on Northampton is because they had a good win last weekend. Northampton lost. Um, they're both teams that are expected to be challenging at opposite ends of the table. Northampton down there, Fleetwood up there. And if you remember last season, Fleetwood went on a mammoth unbeaten run away from home that stretched all the way from November to April. So I think if they can get any kind of run like that together away, you know they're going to be challenging at the right end. As they were last season, yeah. and I think seven to four is good odds. Yeah, really interesting that Northampton is seven to five. Bookmakers seem to have this as a, a very even game. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you had to choose, you'd go Fleetwood for sure. I think Blackburn are going to win at home to Doncaster. Blackburn, bit of a hiccup last weekend. They they lost unexpectedly to Southend. They've come back in the week midweek with a win in the EFL Cup away at Coventry. They're now at home to Doncaster. They're four to five. They're going to push on, I think, now after that minor blip last weekend. Cool. I I think that's brave. I think that's brave. Doncaster. They turned over Bradford. <laughs> the mighty Bradford. Yeah, ten um, men. They had ten men at the Coral Window Stadium or Valley Parade, whatever it's called. <laughs> um, I think that's brave. I think uh, you know Donny has started very nicely. Yeah, I don't think Bradford would have lost if they had 11 men on the pitch, but but there you go. We'll, we'll never know for sure. Um, I think you'll get Wigan Berry both teams to score. There's been a huge investment in the Berry squad this season. I didn't quite realise the extent of it. 27 players out, 18 new players in, one of them being Jermaine Beckford, and he's always good for a goal at League One level. Yeah, very, very odd. Um, when... Totally under the radar. I didn't even realise yeah. that had happened. No. Um, you know, I've been looking at Plymouth Charlton. I know that uh, Charlton picked up a win last week. Plymouth did not. 
Um, so, you know, you could kind of say that I'm going against the grain here. Uh, but I think Plymouth, in front of their home fans, first game at home at this level for uh, three, four years, I think you'll actually get them to beat Charlton. Six to four, can you get Plymouth? 12 to five to draw, 17 to 10 for Charlton. Not convinced. I think, to be honest, I think I'd go both teams to score, but I wouldn't want to bet on the result. Uh, Charlton did really well last weekend. They had a player sent off in the sixth minute, straight red. And they still went on to win 1-0 at home to Bristol Rovers. And then again, on Tuesday night in the EFL Cup, they were up 2-1 already this time. Got a man sent off again and had to hold out for a win, which they did. Um, so I think there's a real resilience to this squad this season, it seems. To go down to 10 men twice in the space of a week and win both games, it, it just shows something about the character of the squad they've got there. It does. I just think that Plymouth are an ambitious team. I think they'll be uh, in the top half rather than the bottom. And you know, I think they'll do the business in front of their home fans. Definitely not a certainty. So please don't be putting mortgages on it. But, uh, <laughs> it's something that I think could happen. Other than that, it's, it's tough, I think. A few games I think you might get both teams to score. Rotherham South End, perhaps... Um... Oxford Portsmouth, Blackpool MK Dons maybe, but yeah, I I wouldn't really touch much else here. No, I think um, with League One, we're really going to have to be patient and wait for the league to just kind of shape up a little bit. Even yeah. then, I think it's going to be tough because you know we've touched on this before, where we think there could be you know as many as twelve, sixteen teams um, challenging for the for the title of playoffs. Yeah, completely agree. So let's move on then to our well, my favourite part of the show and our favourite league in the world. It's League Two. Hey, League Two. Everyone's happy place. <laughs> this is where the profit is every week. Um, oh yeah, every single week. What did you think this week then? Who catches your eye? Okay, so one game that I definitely have my eye on is Lincoln City to beat Morecambe at home. Yeah. Uh, not going to lie to you, it's a bit of a tight price. Uh, four to seven for Lincoln to win. Um, it's their first game at home in uh, since Bank in the league for a few years. Morecambe, perfect opposition. Uh, you can get Morecambe at four to one if you fancy an outsider. But yeah, I think the Imps will uh, definitely win that one after a creditable 2 all draw away at Wickham. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we're going to get tight prices on Lincoln for this season. Yes, 100%. We covered that, didn't we? Yeah. Where you know we think that because of the FA Cup run and everything that we're going to get screwed a little bit on them, uh, which is a shame, but we will see. Uh, Morecambe did beat Cheltenham um, at home. They scored a 90th minute winner. But yeah, I still think they will fall. Speaking yeah. of Cheltenham, Cheltenham will um, be playing Crawley at home. Uh, they're 19 to 20. On Tuesday night, they had an absolute revelation. They took the lead away at Oxford, pegged back 3 1. And then Danny Wright scored 66 and 90, sent it to extra time. And then in the 99th minute, Cheltenham went and beat. Oxford and knock them out of the cup 
So I think that'll be a very good feeling factor there. Um, and I think you can get Cheltenham at a decent price there, 19 to 20. Yeah, I can see that happening. They'll be bang up for it after the uh, after the cup tie. Um, uh, last one from me before I let you take over. Yeah. Luton away at Barnet. Yeah. Uh, how can you not fancy a team that won 82? 100%. Uh, I don't care what team they play in the league. Uh, yeah. They won 82. And yeah, Luton, 23 to 20. That's not a bad price. Oh, it really isn't. Really pleased with that uh, price, to be honest. 13 uh, Another couple that I had is both teams to score on Swindon v Exeter. Two teams that kind of attack first and then think about defence later. I think you'll get goals in that game. Um, Port Vale, I think, will win at home to Wickham. I didn't really mention Port Vale last last week when uh, we talked about teams that could be up there in League Two. But I think, um, I might be wrong, I think they're going to be challenging. Uh, I think they've got a good squad for this league. Good win last week, last weekend against Crawley, and I think they're going to beat Wickham at seven to five. Uh, Accrington away at Yeovil. I think this could kind of go one of two ways, couldn't it? Yeovil in their first home game since they got battered eight two by uh, Luton. They're really going to either fight, put up a performance for their fans, show that they care, show that they want it, or it's going to affect them so badly and they're going to get beat again by an Accrington side that. Have won in the cup on Tuesday night. They won last weekend, so they've won two out of two so far, and they, you know, they're a good price at eleven to ten, really. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's all it's all mental, isn't it? Really, for Yeovil, uh, laughing stock of English football last weekend. Ali Power even paying out on people who backed them away at Wolves. They lost one nil, but they got paid out because people were brave or stupid enough to back them. <laughs> uh, but you know, that's embarrassing for for a club. That, you don't want that kind of headline. It's embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, I think it's all about all about mental capacity for me. Yeah, agree. Uh, and one final one from me. Mansfield home to Forest Green. Mansfield a three to four. Uh, one of the favourites for the league, Mansfield. Big investment in the squad in the summer. They drew last weekend away at Crewe in a game which... You know, on paper, you'd think they should have won. They'll come up against the Forest Green side that will definitely be up for it. But at the end of the day, I think the two teams are at different levels in the league and Mansfield have got the better squad. Um, they're going to be up there surely around the playoffs by the end of the season. Uh, Forest Green will be happy with, probably with survival. Um, so I think Mansfield are good odds really here, three to four. Yeah, absolutely. Um very decent price, Mansfield. Everyone's expecting them to get going. So, uh, yeah, hopefully this is the week that they do. Yep, certainly. Um, any more from you? Uh, no, actually. No, that's it from me. Right, in that case then, let's move on to our bombproof trebles. So, guys, these are the world-famous bombproof trebles. So, this is a part of the show where me and Tom scour the top four English leagues. We pick out a treble that we believe is going to win you guys some profit, uh, all based on £10 stakes. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Tom Pipkin picked out a wonderful, just over a 6-1 to one winner uh, for everyone last week. Um, we do go head-to-head, um, and we also uh, combine how much we would have made as a duo as well. Um, so if you didn't know, last year we 
you know, we started off in February, gone up to around the £500 mark just over. So, you know, we're looking to at least double that this season. And uh, Tommy P got us off to a great start, and it's my job to catch him this week. I'll set the tone this week. Um, so I'm going to let everyone know what I'm going to go for. Okay. Um, so my first team, I'm going to start in the Premier League, uh, actually. Ooh. And it is going to be Everton to win and both teams to score. Flipping it. Okay. So Everton to win, both teams to score is going to be eleven to four. Okay, uh, really fancy this. Um, just have a, a real good feeling that Stoke are going to upset the apple cart a little bit. Uh, definitely get themselves a goal. Uh, then we're going to dip down into the Championship, and we're going to go for Hull City to beat Burton Albion at home. They're thirteen to twenty, and then we're going to dip down into the best league in world football, into League Two. And we're going to go for Lincoln City to beat Morecambe at home, and they're eight to thirteen. Ten pounds on will get you ninety-nine pounds ninety-five pence. Nice, good profits, but a bit risky, isn't it? Everton to win, both teams to score for a bomb-proof treble. But if you're confident, you know I'll back you. Yeah, well, with Sunderland, Chelsea last year, um, I just think these games, everyone kind of puts all their eggs into one basket and, you know, that adds a bit of pressure. These are all new players. I think Stoke are definitely going to get a goal. Um, so, you know, personally, I'm a little bit more worried about Lincoln, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, getting beat by more commits since the bank, but, uh, you know, we will see. But, yeah, that's my uh, bomb-proof treble, so let me see yours. Alrighty then. Well, my pays. A bit less, once again, but if it wins, then it's all profit, and all profit is good at the end of the day. As you remember, last week, I had the uh, Umbombas Tripel, <laughs> or whatever <Absolutely>. it was. <laughs> I've not got an exotic name for it this week. It is just my, uh, hopefully, winning bomb proof treble, but we're going to go for Luton away at Barnet, and they're 23-20. to 20. We're going to go for Blackburn at home to Doncaster, and they're four to five. And we're going to go for Mansfield at home to Forest Green Rovers, and they're three to four. And a ten pound stake on that pays slightly more than last week at sixty-eight pounds. Very nice. Yeah, um, as you said, if it wins, it wins. Um, sixty-eight pound is not to have your nose turned up. We never, you know. We didn't build this uh, this show on making people thousands of pounds every week. Um, you know, we we think right. we can make people thousands a season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just nicely building up the cash. Um, so yeah, zero problems with that, Tommy boy. Um, so yeah, uh, really looking forward to this weekend. Obviously, the Premier League is back, um, and let's see if we can notch another. Uh, Bonfus treble for the profit chasers. Oh, it'd be great if we could. I was so ecstatic when we won last weekend. Biggest ever listener base. Yeah, such a good way to start the season. Love it. All right, guys. So obviously there is numerous ways to uh, get in touch with us. The probably the best way, the quickest way, um, and the most interactive way is to get at us on Twitter, which is t underscore fd podcast. Uh, we're pretty active on there, so you can uh, tweet us or. Uh, slide into our DMs 
Um, we're on Facebook, so www.facebook.com slash podcast. Um, the website is going to be on its way. Uh, it takes a lot of work, more than you think, to uh, produce the website and all yeah. the content. So uh, we're getting that'll be on its way soon. We're getting there. And uh, you can email us, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, you can. Uh, also, if you like the show and uh, you've made a bit of money or whatever, you just like listening to us ramble on about football, then please go on iTunes and give us a rating and review, preferably five stars, of course, but we'd really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, and I think that's about it from me. Yeah, I think that's it uh, for me as well. Looking forward to a, a very strong week. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can carry on what happened last week and, uh, yeah, fingers crossed it uh, all comes together. Yeah, hopefully we'll win everybody a bit more money. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening then, guys, and we'll see you next week as ever. All right, take care, everyone. Good luck. Bye-bye.